You're listening to the Selling Energy Podcast, turbocharging the success of sales professionals around the world. Here's your host, Wall Street Journal's best-selling author and award-winning sales trainer, Mark Jewell. Are you asking the right questions? In the words of Tony Robbins, the quality of your life is directly related to the quality of the questions you ask. So I ask you, are you asking the right questions? Here's a list of some of my favorite questions to ask early in the conversation to make sure you're not wasting your time. Are there particular departments or individuals here that focus on energy efficiency? How many projects have been proposed here in the last X years? How many have been approved and why? What is prevented project approvals? Can you think of any previous efficiency initiatives that were particularly gratifying? What projects or initiatives are on your wish list these days? What percentage of your overhead is energy? How could energy efficiency boost productivity in your organization? What's the equivalent level of sales needed to equal $1 in energy cost reduction? How would upgrade costs and benefits be split between the landlord and the tenants? How might the landlord's share of savings affect the building's profitability and value? What does your capital budgeting process look like? By the way, why do I use the word gratifying in one of the questions above? Because most decisions are made emotionally, and you need to find out exactly which emotions will motivate your prospect to take action. Become an expert in your prospect's industry. As you're developing an understanding of your prospect's story, a good place to start would be asking yourself where you get your industry news. I'm not talking about HVAC or lighting news. I'm talking about your prospect's industry's news. You need to do your research. Knowing that level of detail about your prospect will give you strong foundational knowledge of which dots need to be connected to build a compelling case for your project approval. Do your research. Check out the reference section at your local library or use Google. You can always seek the guidance of a full-service investment house that will likely have reports on various industries. Subscribe to and read your prospect's industry's publications. It's remarkable to me how many salespeople attempt to work in segments without reading any of their prospect's trade magazines or newsletters. Attend your prospects' conferences, and not just the network. If you can't attend, go online afterwards and see if you can download or purchase from a third party a copy of the conference agenda, recordings of the general session, PowerPoints, and or handouts from the presenters. You'll learn what that industry is interested in, who the big dogs and opinion leaders are, what the industry sees as its challenges, and much more, all of which constitutes great fodder for finding dots to connect. Understand the metrics that matter to your prospects. Hint, it's not likely to be kilowatt hours or therms. Take the time to understand how your product or service fits their business. If you do this, three things will happen. You'll have a much more interesting conversation with your prospects. In fact, they'll enjoy the conversations more because they will be grounded in their reality, not yours. Secondly, you'll be better able to introduce and connect the dots at that point, inarguably, to the value of your offering. And finally, your closing ratio will increase because you'll be offering benefits that resonate with goals your prospects are already seeking. Think systems, not pieces. Throughout this whole exercise, resist the temptation to focus only on your piece of the puzzle. Think business systems, equipment systems, decision-making systems. Remember, you're not just competing against other energy projects. You're competing for the time and capital with every other initiative your prospect could be evaluating in addition to the one you're proposing. Find out what matters most, and then find a way to connect some attribute of what you offer to the dots that your prospects most value. Ask prospects or current customers if you could do a ride-along. Put yourself in their shoes. Ask yourself, why would you do business with you? 
How can you connect the dots for a small business owner? If you want to tap into this hard to reach segment, you first need to ask yourself, what are the priorities of the small business owner? With energy costs being a small fraction of their overall business expenses, leading into the conversation wearing your saving energy hat might not capture their attention. As it turns out, years of research into this area have yielded a fairly good understanding of the small business needs hierarchy. Studies have shown that most small business owners care about these factors in the following order. Health and safety requirements, regulatory compliance, corporate improvement initiatives, maintenance, and productivity. One survey of small business concerns came up with this list of non-utility bill benefits that might resonate with small and medium-sized business owners. Improved employee productivity, optimized operations, regulatory compliance, strategic maintenance planning, reliability and reduced downtime, and public relations and shareholder value. So you might ask, where does energy efficiency fit into either one of these hierarchies? You need to connect the dots between your project and the specific elements on their needs hierarchy in order to increase the likelihood of approval. It is possible for an energy efficiency upgrade, even one that's very cost effective, even direct install, to languish unapproved because some other alternatives are more attractive on some dimension other than cost effectiveness. Helping small businesses visualize savings. What does a small business owner care about? Most are running lean on working capital, so their primary concern is probably making payroll. This can be an issue if you're trying to sell efficiency products or services. The minute you start talking about the upfront cost of the project, the prospect's interest may wane. Even if you offer a one-year payback, small business prospects may still have to pass because their cash flow is already committed to keeping their doors open. Many simply don't have the cash to advance an entire year's utility savings today to pay for that one-year payback measure. Small business owners have to watch every dollar to ensure they stay viable. If you put yourself in their shoes, you can easily understand why. After all, what good is energy-efficient lighting if you can't make payroll? So let's assume you're trying to sell a lighting retrofit for a small cafe that would produce a few thousand dollars in utility savings annually. How could you convince the owner that the efficiency investment is worth undertaking? The most direct path to a yes could be helping the proprietor focus on the positive outcome rather than the first cost. You might ask, if you had a few thousand dollars of extra working capital in your hands today, what would you do with it? Then zip it. Just allow the question to hang in the air to give your prospect the time to consider it carefully before answering. He might say, well, the first thing I do is replace our espresso machine that just died so we can once again sell coffee drinks at $4 a pop instead of the $2 we're now charging for drip coffee. You might very well respond, well, that certainly makes sense. What if we could get creative about financing that lighting upgrade we've been discussing? What if we could secure a utility rebate for 50% of the project costs and six months of low interest financing to cover the balance? I've already run the numbers and the project savings would fully amortize the 50% non-rebated portion in just six months. After that, all of your utility savings would go directly into a special account that you could eventually use to buy your new espresso machine with cash. Think about it. Before long, you could have both the lighting retrofit and the new espresso machine paid off. Your shop would look better than ever, you'd be back in the $4 per serving coffee business, and you'd continue to enjoy lower utility bills for many years to come. Registry of Buildings one of the resources that we always recommend for finding prospects and conveying the true value of your efficiency products and services is the Energy Star Registry of Certified Buildings and Plants. This resource lists all Energy Star certified buildings and is searchable by location, building type, and year certification. Why is this valuable? Well, for one, you can figure out which buildings have already recognized the value of measuring what they're managing. 
These are potential targets because you can be certain that these building owners and managers understand the value of efficiency improvements. You can also use the process of deduction to figure out which buildings have not made efficiency improvements. Using a similar Energy Star labeled building as an example, you can target a specific inefficient building and cite the labeled building as a success story to emulate. I heard a fabulous story from one of our efficiency sales professional boot camp graduates. He said that when he was given the responsibility of rolling out new utility efficiency programs, he'd first research the service territory's top-rated buildings, for example, those with LEED credentials, and then he'd request a tour of their physical plants. Why? Because while a layman may think that a LEED gold building has no improvement potential remaining, the reality is often surprising. This particular sales professional said that as he was given a tour of the building by the chief engineer, his host almost invariably mentioned how some shortcut had been taken on the road to attaining LEED certification, how he'd really like to improve this or that system now that he's seen it in action, etc. Many of those side comments became the thin edge of the wedge for suggesting additional efficiency improvements. Now keep in mind, the energy intensity seen in an Energy Star building that squeaked by with a score of 75 is typically much higher than what you'd see in a building with a score of 99. Don't assume that buildings sporting Energy Star labels have no remaining potential for improvement. In fact, they may represent some of the best buildings in the community to approach because their owners and managers appreciate the value of benchmarking and they already have a system in place to prove on a normalized basis the positive impact of any subsequent upgrades. I highly recommend browsing through this EPA database and brainstorming some creative ways to utilize the information. Looking beyond the green agenda. You can save a lot of time searching for new prospects for your efficiency offerings by targeting businesses that have a green agenda. In order to do this successfully though, you need to take a closer look at what their green agenda actually entails. Many companies will put up the facade of being green without really investing time and money into genuinely green measures. Some of these companies will run sexy press releases about what they're going to do rather than what they've actually done. Others will take the liberty of calling themselves green by investing in low-cost measures like compost bins or recycled paper or eco-friendly kitchenware. The companies you should be targeting need to have capital to invest in real efficiency measures as well as a demonstrated desire to act on those green intentions. Ideally, these prospects will have actually followed through on at least one efficiency-related project of some significance in the past. A green agenda may be a sign of a promising prospect. However, you must dig deeper. Make sure the agenda is more than just a facade and that the prospect is actually worth pursuing.